Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Alley, Brandon Douglas, and Donnie P, the intern, with you today. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and then right here in West Edmonton Mall, where we are coming to you live from the Stingray Studios. 1-833-401-1440. That is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Talk about fantasy sports. We can talk some NBA, some NHL. Maybe you want to look ahead to the Super Bowl on Sunday. We got a lot going on in the sporting world. NBA trade deadline. Toronto Raptors. What's going on? Are they building Team Canada? They're bringing in guys, trading away first-round picks, which seems like a kind of weird move at this uh, point of their season after trading away your two best players. But uh, hey, trust the process. You got to. That's what they say in basketball. The process, in theory, worked. They got... They just picked the wrong players. <laughs> you know what? It is a, ben, a later pick. Ben's Ben Simmons was not it. Well, you know, he did seem like he could be a can't miss prospect at the time. At the time. At the time. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, Mapletron was he? Uh, or not? Maple, Mapletron. Clay, Chase Claypool. Also, uh, Maple Jordan. Anthony Bennett was Anthony he? Bennett. Uh, can't miss. I don't think so. I remember that draft. Everyone's like, uh, it's not a great draft this year. And then you just have that number one overall pick. It's like Andrea Bargnani. He's an okay player, but first overall good? Eh. Not everyone's a winner. The Neil Yakupov draft. Not every draft is great. Some are loaded. One year you might have LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Darko Milicic, or whatever his name was, the guy <laughs> that the Detroit took. The other year, it's not so good. Sometimes it's so three, sometimes it's 2012. Yeah, exactly. NHL drafts. There you go. There you go. It's not always going to work out great. I feel like that's kind of like our show. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's maybe not. good. Sometimes <laughs> maybe bad. Yeah, bad. Good way to put that. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the way to get a hold of us. Also, uh, social media sports fourteen forty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky Threads, all those places. And uh, good news, everyone. We got some more sports fourteen forty hats. So. That means giveaways are coming. So make sure you give us a follow. Uh, I think a Twitter contest might be right around the corner if you want to uh, win a Sports 1440 hat. Very simple. Just give us a follow and then uh, maybe turn on the alerts so you know when the contest begins. I'm thinking score prediction. Those are always fun. Oilers take on the Ducks Friday. Correct. Maybe a little pick the correct score and somebody wins First a hat. goal score. That could be one too. There's options. Last goal scorer. <laughs> Middle goal scorer. Middle. <laughs> <laughs> Which period has the most goals? Yeah, no, mo- mo- like a, ba- high, a betting highest, site. Highest scoring period. <laughs> oh, lots of ways we could do it. Uh, yes, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, as we mentioned, uh, a couple of days off. I believe they were out golfing in Palm Springs yesterday. With uh, with Daryl Cates. Having a good time. And practicing and- in Palm Desert today. Beautiful place. Probably. I've been there a few times. You hit the links out there, Connor? No, no. I hit Carl's Jr. and <laughs> in an outburger, though. Well, there's a Carl's Jr. just down the street here. This was like 20 years ago. Whoa. This is when I was like 19, Carl's Jr., and they had monster energy drinks. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yes, like barbecue. Fa- fountain drinks, but it's just energy drink coming oh, out. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine how much energy we'd have if we had that? It was actually just cans, but it was a, a really good time uh, back in the day. Text coming in here. Husks, the NBA deadline is always crazy. Raptors making some noise. Absolutely. The Toronto Raptors are making some noise. Uh, if you if you are behind, I, I always think it's a good idea to follow the, the insiders. I don't know if you're uh, 
Are you team Shams? I'm Shams is Canadian, so I'm team Shams. Is he? Pretty sure. Okay, you're team Shams. And then there's, but I mean the Woj bomb. The Woj bomb's dropping all the time. I like when they cross over into other sports. Uh, this just coming down. Charlotte's trading P.J. Washington to Dallas for a package around Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. P.J. Washington for Seth Curry and a first-round pick. That's what my eyes are seeing. Oh, the Knicks are making moves. They're receiving Bog, uh, Bogdanovich, Alex Burks for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, I believe he was a high pick, Malachi Flynn, who was just traded from the Raptors to the Knicks in two second-round picks. My goodness. I love these days. Trade deadlines are the absolute best, except it, for those people who just get uprooted and have to move. Yeah, it's tough for them. Um, and, like, no, there's, I don't know, can, you could probably classify a couple of these moves so far from the, the NBA's deadline as, you know, big names. Um, Buddy Heald, is Gordon Hayward still a big name? Ever since that injury, I don't know. I don't know, but, it, but like, lots of... Lots of um, fine-tuning, I think you could say, from some of these teams. Because I, I was saying this this morning with Kevin. I think this is the the most wide open the NBA has been in my memory since I started keeping closer tabs. Like, we've seen the evolution of super teams and all this stuff. Like, the Western Conference, there's the Nuggets, but a lot of teams hot on their heel. Minnesota, Phoenix, the Clippers. Uh, out East, you kind of got the Celtics. Sixers without Embiid, what are they? Probably not even close to as good of a team, but uh, Tyrese Maxey, and now they bring in Buddy Heald. So yeah. they, they like it, it's it's almost anybody's game, I think, at this point. And we've saw like the Heat as the they get the playing tournament, they go all the way to the the NBA Finals. So it uh, it's a I think it's a good thing for basketball. It's not as fun when you know what to. It's just going to be Cavs and Warriors in the final for three years in a row. Hundred percent, I love the movement, and you know Gordon Hayward. Yeah, maybe he's not what he once was, but going to the OKC Thunder. That's a great addition, I think. Great! Oh God, the, the Thunder are our team now. They yeah, are our team, and now we can be Gordon Hayward fans. <laughs> yeah, why did I? Why did we even almost like brush that off? That's a huge deal for our boys down in OKC. Of course, they have the relation to the old Oilers AHL farm team, the the Barons. The Barons, absolutely. There's a lot of good people down in Oklahoma. Did they put the Oilers farm team in OKC because that's also like an oil area, just so they could name them that? I don't think so. I don't think but so maybe. either because <laughs> I don't. They didn't own that team, did they? Right? They just like whatever, like agreement. They would have had to have some sort of ownership. I think. I don't think so. like it's not always the case with minor league teams. It's more so just an agreement that they will loan it, and then because like you've seen like the Chicago Wolves have been the AHL affiliate of like half the league. Same with Charlotte. I th- or Charlotte might be owned by Carolina now, but like the Albany River Rats. Yeah. Oh, someone says that the uh, area of Bakersfield also known for oil. Also true. Yeah, we we learned that from Speck this morning as he's uh, uh, to quote my good friend uh, and idol Dwight Yoakam, Mark Spector's Streets of Bakersfield, <laughs> Kern River Oil Field. That's northeast of Bakersfield. For those wondering. So yeah, Speck said he found a good tiki bar in the middle of Bakersfield. Could you imagine if that's what the Oilers were like? We have to find a new location for our AHL franchise. Where's the best oil stock? We got to find oil cities. Yeah, they have. They'll relate to us. Houston, also formerly called the Oilers. Is Houston getting an NHL team though? Someday, I think. Uh, also, JCD just texting in. It's dumping snow right now. So turn your lights on if you're listening out on your car. Be safe out there. This is the first day all week I have not parked on the uh, mezzanine level of the parkade. 
and uh, apparently I'm gonna have to do some brushing off the truck as I uh, roll out. Here's your maybe this uh, I might save this for uh, an in or out uh, next week. I like to give the social dilemma ones to David Schlemko on Wednesdays. He was in today, of course. But like, what's your thoughts on people that don't fully brush off their vehicle before hitting the road? Like you're driving, and like it's in the city. I don't think it's as big of a deal because you're not reaching as high speeds for it to necessarily blow off. But like you're driving down 170, you see this person go like just a foot of snow on the roof of their car. I mean, as long as they can see, one of my favorite little joys is driving and letting the snow just fall off. Yeah, if like I like to I do quite that. Enjoy. It. I like doing that when I was back at the farm because there's no um, repercussions. There's no there's no traffic behind me, right? Yeah. I pull out of the yard, hit the range road, and, and click it up to like 90k, uh, go on the mile till I hit the township road, and just whoosh, and the sound of it, and it's <laughs> yeah. you look out behind it you, it's like so a good. jet stream behind you. That's cool. But in the city and uh, when you're driving, where there's a lot more vehicles around, all of a sudden that snow is landing on the people behind you and impairing their vision. So I think it's kind of a dirtbag move. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it the old college try, right? You can't just, like you said, walk out, get in your car, and drive with a foot of snow on your roof, and you know you can't see, or you're just a danger to everyone. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Playbook Vic says it's illegal, but rarely enforced. I wish I could write tickets. Boom! So <laughs> someone speeds fast me. Citizens arrest. Citizens <laughs> ticket. Here you go. Just that would be awesome. But you'd have to catch them. <laughs> yeah, that, that won't be a problem. And then someone could give you a ticket. In the old Jeep, I'll catch them eventually when they stop at a red light, inevitably. IMAX says, dude, AM, PM for hot dogs and beer. Spent a lot of time down in the springs from 95 to 03. Ton of golf. Went for three to four weekends of the summer. Temps high, but hold low. Loved it. It cools down at, at night down in the desert quite a bit. So, like, if you've been That's to Vegas, it gets kind of comfortable. Us. So, yeah, Palm Desert, great time, lots of golf. When you fly into, I mean, I guess it depends where you're flying into. Palm Springs. Can you fly into Laguna Beach? Maybe. Do they have an airport? I don't think so. Probably a private airport, I bet. Yeah, for the millionaires. Or, like, Ontario, Ontario, California. You fly in, and it's just, like, beige from the desert, and then you get to, like, where the city is, and it's, like, green golf course tennis courts and then pools that's like the only color and then like the tan roofs i've only flown into lax once and it was like as a connection weirdest connection ever from uh kansas city missouri to lax to vancouver to probably a cheap flight uh yeah well we weren't the ones paying for it so of course the the coordinators uh doing their best but um you even see that in la you're coming in and it just turns from desert to like there is a lot of green because of like even the yards and the burbs and stuff. And then you obviously get into the actual city where it's just cement for as far as the eye can see. But the Hollywood Hills and stuff, lots of green out there. I like flying because I think it's I think it's like Inglewood. You fly like right over. You're like, we're in a city. Oh, oh. And then all of a sudden you're on the ground and you're good. Inglewood always up to no good. <laughs> as, as we as we like to say on this program. Uh, for the fantasy players out there last night, uh, depending on who you may have had, uh, you potentially had some good success. William Nylander, three points. John Tavares, three points. Uh, his whole CRA thing, that's another story. <laughs> uh, Dadnov had a couple goals and was plus three in the loss uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They fall to the New York Rangers. Jonathan Quick, a 944 save percentage. Only 17 saves on the night. So if you're looking for saves, maybe it wasn't the biggest back-to-back one. Back-to-back starts and wins for Jonathan Quick um, for the Rangers. Like... I know Igor. I still consider Igor Shosturkin like a top three, definitely top five goalie in the NHL. But the way Jonathan Quick has been playing this year, like 
they're like running like a 50-50 type setup. And come playoff time, like that might have uh, caused some doubt. Like if Shesterkin kind of drops the bag in, in game one or two, because I do think he's the starter. I, I don't think they're going to be putting quick in first game of the playoffs unless something were to change between now and then. But like if, if Shesterkin has a bad game or two, it's like I think the possibility of going to Jonathan Quick is very real. This is a guy who's won Con Smythe Trophy, right? He won the first one, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Williams 2014, I believe. Um, one of like for a long time considered one of the best goalies in the league. So they got a pretty good reserve or Plan B uh, if things go awry for the Rangers, who I think are quickly climbing up. Uh, and you know, uh, in my opinion, right up there with Boston for the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Jonathan Quick, too. Like, that was a buy low for the Rangers, right? People thought like, he should retire because yeah. he, he didn't play a game for, or he, in the, well, he didn't play a game in the playoffs for Vegas, right? And I don't think he played much even in the regular season, a few games, but like they went through nine goalies last year, start to finish. But once Aiden Hill got the reins, he didn't relinquish them. So, what a run. What if LB what a, doesn't a, get hurt? What a way to add your third Stanley Cup is just sitting behind this goaltender that catches fire for the best team in the league. I saw someone put out their list for Canada at that Fab Four tournament. I don't even know what it's called. Four Nations? Who cares? I think it's stupid. Anyways, I, <laughs> I'm just happy that we'll get to see McDavid and uh, Crosby play together. But Aiden Hill was the starting goalie for Canada. Like, what a rise if, he's had. If the Olympics were right now... I don't think it's a question. Yeah. I think he would be the starter and Stuart Skinner would be backing up and Marc-Andre Fleury would be on the team as your veteran, you know, extra. Let us know. Tristan Jari maybe as well. Maybe I, I shouldn't be so quick to, to be well, definitive. I mean, Aiden Hill just took his team to the cup final and won. And he leads the league <laughs> in almost every statistical category this year. You got to go with the hot hand. I, I believe that a lot for international tournaments that happen in the middle of seasons. I think playing the guy, like going with guys that are, you know, uh, torching it right now. Like I said, if the Olympics were this year, I think Zach Hyman would be on Team Canada. Who's to say in four years, two, what's the next Olympics? Yeah, two years from now. 2026. Yep. Summer Olympics for this year. Yeah. Uh, if Like two years from now, I kind of doubt it. I don't think Zach Hyman would be on that team. But if it were today, I think he would be. He's the hot hand. I mean, he can play with McDavid. And he rides shotgun with the best player on your team. Yeah. Familiarity matters. And also, like, he's not like he's just some slouch that capitalizes off, off of McDavid. Like, that guy, he he brings that effort every game. And that's what you need. So, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know what? Please, <laughs> Rob says, please pass on the old man hashtag, or air quotes, advice. If your driver door window froze up, open your window a small bit. Yeah, it'll let some cold air in. It will also H. I see what's going to say help the window defrost. I think so, too. I'll, I'll be honest. There's something going on a little wonky with the text line today. Everything's coming in, but sometimes if you send a message, it will then immediately send nine more times after the fact. And I don't think, like, we have some texters that do that kind of thing. Not this many, though. It's been a bit of a weird day on the text line, to be honest. That's been happening on our show for about two days now. It'll be like, hey, guys, what do you think about Hyman? Hey, guys, what do you think about Hyman? Hey, guys, what do you think about Hyman? Like seven times. And we're like, we're getting to it. Chill. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you know, that's technology. But that's good advice from Rob. If your very, driver door. Very good advice. <laughs> oh, we got it twice here. There you or go. Or pull your, pull your credit card out and uh, hastily scrape. No, <laughs> don't use your credit card. 
Oh? Use that, like, membership you don't use anymore. Use your ID. You don't want to damage your credit card. I have to go get my new ID photo. Good thing you got a new haircut. Yeah, well, they cut it too low. (laughs) That's, like, in terms of, like, the, the biggest small... No. Inconveniences. First world problems, inconveniences. Getting a haircut and then they cut it too short. That's one of them. You're talking to the wrong guy about this, obviously. Donovan, Donovan's nodding. He gets it. I do get it. I, I really get it because, you know, I got I to gotta keep this. Uh, How often do you go good. to the barber, Donovan? Uh, How often I, are you going to Tommy Guns? Shout out Tommy Guns. Like every five weeks, I think I go. Oh, geez. That seems pretty. Oh, that's a long time, I think, for this most is, people. This isn't is it? too long, though. That like I'm I'm too long. I need to stop in a Tommy Guns right now. I shave my head every ten days, roughly, on average. Oh really? I probably go every like four months. What? Yeah. I like I like to grow my hair out, and then I get to a point where it's uncomfortable. So then I just get it sh- shaven down. I think I'm gonna be at your point soon, though. Is it where a I sick just buzz fade? it. Well, you can see it. Oh, there's no not much fade going on. Yeah. I asked for a sick fade once. Got it. Wasn't for me. But I do think sick fades look great. Did you get the lightning bolt put in there? No, but I should. <laughs> Your initials? I should get Saquon Barkley put in my initials because the Chargers are going to sign him. It's basically guaranteed. Hello, little one waving at us. Let's take a break here. We got off the rails. When we come back, <laughs> uh, we'll talk a little more NHL tonight. Uh, we'll look ahead to the Super Bowl as well. And take your text, one 401 It's Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie Douglas, and Intern Donovan, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11-24, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan, the intern, with you here today as we're talking fantasy, sports, and life. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, or online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Did you hear the news? We've got some new programming coming up on the weekend. Uh, we do have the Saturday sports setup. Uh, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. right here on Sports 1440. Some of your favorite producers will take over for one hour each weekend morning. Myself, Brandon, Donovan, Declan, Brad Slater will be by as well. We'll talk all things sports. Uh, get you set up for the days on Saturday. And then we have the basketball show with Paul Sir and Brian Swain. They were actually touring the facility today, taking a look around, um, getting everything in check. One of my favorite things to tell people of a certain age is that when they come here, it's the old Palladium. And the Palladium, back in the day, was a really great arcade that neither of you two would have experienced. But it was a really good time. And Brian Swain remembered it. Uh, There's another gentleman along with them, part of the show, Ryan. Had no idea. But he was only 22, so too young. I think age wouldn't be a fact. I think age should have lined up that I would have been able to check this place out, but uh, not living in Edmonton as I was a younger person. I think probably a bigger factor. And the odd time we would venture to West Edmonton Mall, um, you know, out of the sticks, put on our best city clothes and come to the uh, the booming metropolis of YEG, come to the mall. It was like to do some back to school shopping, maybe, maybe get some new threads, some new kicks, hockey equipment, maybe. Um, depending on what uh, stores were here at any given point of time. And then one time in my life, the West Ed Water Park. Never been to Galaxyland. Well, we walk through it sometimes. Oh, we walk through it. I, I just enjoy the spectacle. Sorry, I've never, I don't know, participated. I've never ridden any of the rides. I've never done anything in Galaxyland except walk through. 
Never done, never bowled here, never done the mini golf. Like, there's a million things to do here, and I've virtually done none of them. All I do here is work and eat. <laughs> that's that's not bad. I mean, that I never worked here, and I wish I, like, I, I feel like it's a rite of passage as a West End kid to work at West Edmonton Mall, and I never did it until I was, like, in my 30s working here. So I'm, I'm glad I could live out the dream. I, I feel I was going to send you a picture of some kids because they looked like uh, a young Brandon coming up from the sticks. Boots, jeans, plaid, and like a hat. And I just was like, that's young Brandon. Right we there. see people like that in around here uh, from time to time. I will say I'm not a big uh, boots out on the town type guy. I save my boots for if I'm maybe going dancing, going out for a night at the uh, local establishment, the local saloon. Put on your starch jeans and go. Oh, up. yeah, starch my jeans up extra stiff. Put my boots on, and I'm not, and I'm not a plaid guy. I will. I that is one thing I'll say. I do not fit that stereotype at all. I do not own a plaid shirt of any variety. No, I, I own some like Western dress shirts, but they're not plaid. I just imagine they have like guns stitched into the. No, per, I got a pearl snap, so that's uh, that's. Uh, are you familiar with that? It's a type of shirt where the, instead of like traditional dress shirts, like the buttons go through in like a normal button, but pearls they're snaps, and the front of them are like pearl oh, okay so oh, yeah it, the, na- the name is very self-explanatory but uh so then you could just like rip it off they're like your old what we were talking about tearaway pants a while ago on the show it's like a tearaway shirt sort of cat dad wants to know what color are brandon suspenders not a i'm a belt man <laughs> i but my belts are like all western style belts they're like brown leather with some cool like embossing on them and some maybe like a little metal uh i don't know decals and then usually a buckle like a real buckle. Some people think I make custom brown belts because Shreddy told them once that <laughs> I do that. And people still text me like, oh, you make brown belts? Like, no, custom. Oh, well, I think suspenders are very fashionable and logical. Dale says Palladium was truly awesome. He used to crush the bass fishing game and Marvel vs. Capcom fighting game. Yeah, it was awesome. Was there a big buck hunter? There had to be. There was a big buck hunter and I think every bar that I frequented during my younger years there was one at the ranch i like top golf more there's one at cook yeah top yeah that's also very there's one of those at the ranch too and a claw machine i think we're going out this weekend don't want to tell you where don't want everyone crash in the party i know but everyone wants to party with us the crew but the crew from 1440 is going out on the town hitting the town and i mean you know our sponsor so you could probably know where we'll end up <laughs> but take your pick of one of a couple I, different places i think uh, otr does have a top golf and we got to be back here to the, the saturday morning at 9 a.m so if you just catch me in the corner just playing top golf <laughs> drinking red bull or something come on connor we're getting around of drinks not now not now I've had like three hole in ones in Top Golf, so pretty good. Pretty good player at Top Golf. No, that's that's some fantasy sports I can get behind. <laughs> Betting on Connor playing Top Golf <laughs> over under par. Uh, and then Rod says, "Now nah, you're playing the real music, Cream." And also says, "Plaid's great." John Fogarty plus Western shirts. Rod, uh, keep the text coming in one eight three three four zero one. We'll go into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. Join us down at the CBH. This Sunday, we've got the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Niners, going to be a wicked game. Uh, any Canadian brew house around town will be uh, airing that and obviously having some great specials, some giveaways. So make sure you head down to the CBH 
And like I always tell you, I'm confident there's one right beside you because we have them all over our fine city. You can also go there this weekend. Oilers, Action, Kings, and then the uh, Ducks as well. Both those games starting at 8 o'clock, so go for dinner, have a couple of drinks, and enjoy some great hockey. Uh, Brandon, tonight in the NHL, uh, for those of you, maybe it's Daily Fantasy, maybe you're uh, season long. A few more games to, to dip your feet into if you want to get in on the action. Of course, the Canucks taking on the Boston Bruins at 5 o'clock. That should be a great game. Capitals taking on the Panthers. The Devils hosting the Calgary Flames. Jets take on the Flyers. Avs Hurricanes. That's another one that could be a lot of fun. Islanders taking on the Lightning. And you got the Golden Knights heading to the desert to battle the Arizona Coyotes in the cute little mullet arena. Uh, if you're looking at some maybe daily fantasy starts here, Brandon, anyone you're uh, you're looking at, maybe some line stacks? So, so one line stack I really like tonight is the uh, the top line of the Colorado Avalanche. They were kind of... Not shut down, uh, but kept relatively off the board uh, in their most recent game. But uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Druin has kind of really come to life, I think, which is what the Avalanche envisioned when they signed him, the former teammate and line mate of Nate McKinnon. So between those two and uh, and Miko Rantanen, Combination-wise, I think there's some good opportunity there. Nate McKinnon had no points in his last game. Uh, it's very rare for him. He's he's virtually been an automatic in that regard this season, and I'm pretty sure Nikita Kucherov has uh, surpassed him at the top of the scoring race. So uh, still no confirmed starter for Carolina on their goal tank side, as I just check uh, daily faceoff. But either way, whether it's Kachekov um, or Ranta, I think the Avalanche are due for a big bounce-back game on the road. Uh, and then moving down the list, uh, Capitals are in Florida, Bobrov set to go for the Panthers. I think I like that. The Capitals cannot score goals to save their lives. So I like Bobrovsky as a goaltending option. Going to be expensive, though, if you're, uh, you know, depending how you're situating your lineup. Um, and otherwise, I think probably the game of the night for me, Vancouver in Boston. Uh, Canucks on a huge road trip. They looked great, The uh, their most recent game against Carolina. Um, Elias Lindholm had two goals in his debut very nice to see. I don't expect a similar production tonight, but we, we, I feel like we say this almost on a weekly basis, if not sometimes daily, we're waiting for the Canucks to hit that lull in their season because they have been, I think the most consistent team start to finish so far. They've been leading the division, um, not wire to wire because Vegas of course got off to that, uh, uh, tremendous start, but like Vesna caliber goaltender, Thatcher Demko, Norris, uh, caliber defenseman in Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson, perennial, perennial Selkie candidate at this point, maybe MVP-type player. Uh, and then you add Lindholm uh, into the fold. Brock Besser returning to what we saw in, like from his rookies. Like, they're a team that has every element you can look for. So if you're looking at a line stack, take your pick of guys across the board in Vancouver. Uh, Hughes and Heronik maybe on the blue line. Uh, like I said, those forwards up front. And Demko is a good goaltender option as well. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of games on tap tonight. So lots of um, options for you. Absolutely. Always can be a good time. Also in the NBA tonight, you got the Cavs, Nets, Magic, Spurs, the Mavericks taking on the Knicks. Luka, 34 points per game this season. Not bad. The Grizzlies will host the Bulls. You got the Timberwolves taking on the Bucks and Edwards, 25, just under 26 points per game this year. Giannis at 31. The Nuggets battle the Lakers. Nikola Jokic, I mean, almost averaging a triple-double. This guy's a beast. And then you've got the Pistons and Trailblazers. So uh, if you're a fan of the daily fantasy sports, there is a whole lot you can get into. Uh, we got a bit of a two-parter from Montana to Rice. He says, predictions for the NFL awards tonight. We'll do that in the next segment. Okay. Throw down some predictions. But also says, also, Patrick Willis better make the Hall of Fame. Because I do believe there'll be 
final round their, of voting tonight. Yeah. Or, well, final round is it will be revealed tonight, I think, right? Yeah. So to me, I'm I'm a huge homer, but Antonio Gates to me is a lock. Most tight end touchdowns, put him in there. Julius Peppers, a lock. I think Patrick Willis is a lock. Seven time All Pro, only played eight seasons. I want to say oh seven to fourteen. He was a defensive rookie of the year, seven time Pro Bowl bowler, All two thousand tens decade team. Patrick Willis was an absolute animal at linebacker. So uh, I would say yes, Montana to race. I think he is a lock, and I think Torrey Holt will get in too. And if you're a special teams fan, I think Devin Hester. I, he, he deserves to be in there. If you're talking is about the is best he not the best he, at what he did? Yeah. I'll remember a game against the Denver Broncos. They were 8-4 and four on the season. Chargers were 4-8. and eight. Devin Hester returned a kick and a punt in the same game, beat the Broncos, Broncos lost out, Chargers won out, and won the division. I love Devin Hester. An absolute beauty. I wish that we could have seen him in an offense ran by one of these offensive gurus today because just get the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's a playmaker. Yeah. So I have the list of the 15 modern era finalists. Only five of them can get in. I think uh, Antonio Gates, I agree, Connor, probably a lock. Um, Julius Peppers, I think, is probably also a, a lock to get in. Tory Holt, more than likely, Tory I would big say. Big game Holt, yeah. Which makes only a couple players left to fit, which, like you said, Patrick Willis, maybe, Devin Hester. But I'm also a big, uh, and this, I'll admit, my bias on this time, Andre Johnson. Um, There's a guy that played in Houston with a train of, at best, average quarterbacks, I would say. Uh, he was a monster, and also he loved to fight people too, <laughs> so that was cool. Um, so I, I would love to see Andre Johnson get in. I think he deserves it. Um, you know, kind of like the first real face of the franchise, I think, for Houston, kind of into the later half of the uh, their first decade in the league. They, he was he was really good. He was a monster, and he had he's had a couple stops at the tail end uh, at a uh, tail end of his career. Not too much success, mind you. But uh, so I'd love to see him get in. But there's uh, the other names on the list uh, that are probably at the top of the Jari Evans uh, as guard. Uh, Dwight Freeney. I loved being him in Madden. His he was, spin move. <laughs> he was sick. He was sick. So uh, those are probably the other names on my list. But uh, I think I, I I think Willis definitely deserves to be in. And like I said, uh, Hester deserves it but i'm not sure he'll get it yeah i mean and i, I also i look at uh, jared allen he probably gets in at some point i think as does dwight freeney not this year yeah rodney harrison man I, I loved watching rodney harrison the game changed in front of his eyes like the hitman intimidator type safety kind of faded away but he was an absolute intimidator uh, he he could lay the boom if needed. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. If you'd like to text in, Montana Rice says Andre Johnson, an absolute dog. And then Jim says still beating up my grandsons. This time hockey. Third goalie is Cam Talbot. Time for a change. Yes or no? I actually just acquired Cam Talbot because all my fantasy hockey no. teams <laughs> suck out loud. So I'm parting people out, uh, trying to get some draft picks in the keeper league, et cetera. So um, I think Cam, T- like, great off the start of the season. Kings are in a tailspin. Uh, coaching change, I'm hoping. I, I would hold on Cam Talbot at this moment. You're never going to sell lower than he's at right now. You hold for a little bit. You might be able to salvage some sort of value out of him. 
All right. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll do our predictions for the NFL awards, that and more. And uh, that was the inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Make sure you head down there over the weekend. We've got hockey Friday and Saturday night. Oilers taking on the Ducks and Kings. And then, of course, Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs and Niners. You won't find a better spot in the city to watch than the Canadian Brew House. We'll be back right after the break. It's the Fantasy Frenzy program brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.42, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 14.40. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan Paulson with you here. The show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove, and right here, West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, coming up, following the Jason, well, no, sorry, leading into the Jason Greger show, following this show, this show, whatever it's called, Fantasy Something. Fantasy Frenzy, we've got uh, the Lowdown with Low Tide, which will be a great show. They've got their headlines, they've got rumors, they've got Paul Sir, the host of the basketball show, which debuts here on Sports 1440 on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Also, Mr. Bagged Milk of Oilers Nation, plus friend of the station, Alexis Downey. She is the uh, pre- and post-game host of the Duck Stream. Does fantastic work talking about the Anaheim Ducks. They're, uh, they're getting a head start on the Ducks talk, I guess. Never too early to talk ducks. You're right. Never too early to talk duck puck. Quack, quack. I see that team having a much better second half. Do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're just going to keep trading players away. Trevor Zegers probably. Adam Henrique. It'll be to Edmonton if Struddy gets in the ear of uh, Ken Holland. What is the return for Adam Henrique? Here's the thing. You're telling me he's worse than Sean Monaghan at this stage? Yes. That was Donovan? Weird, Donovan. I don't remember asking you. <laughs> Interns. Uh, I, to the right team? Because, like, all of a sudden he's the best center left on the board. Monaghan and Lindholm uh, have their new homes. So Adam Henrique immediately jumps to the top of, like, best centerman available. And it Expiring UFA, Anaheim can easily eat half the contract. Uh, it's a very uh, desirable acquisition, I think, for a lot of teams out there. He can play center. He can play the wing. Veteran guy, been to a Stanley Cup final before, playoff experience, et cetera. Like, he, he does a lot of things really well, so the versatility is there. I, I think you can get a first-round pick. If not, certainly a second and maybe another mid-to-late-round pick as well. But uh, I'm hoping Pat Verbeek's been shown to play some hardball, both in contract negotiations and trade. Um, I I think they can get a first-round pick. It's going to be a very Might not be this year. Might not be a first-round pick this year because so many teams have already traded picks away, uh, especially contenders. But I think it's a possibility. Uh, following the Lionel Flow Tide will be the Jason Greger Show. Uh, we'll hear from Dave McCarthy of Sirius XM. Colin Livingston of Cantor will be by for the race report. We'll hear from Mark Spector, the ski report, and Craig Morgan of Phoenix Sports. Uh, Coyotes in action tonight, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights at home. And also uh, the story, the saga continues. What's going on with that franchise? Where will they be in a couple of years? Maybe Houston, maybe Utah, maybe Quebec. Who knows? Just get them out of the Did desert. Did you say Kansas City? I don't like Kansas City. Did you say Atlanta? No. They're not, they're not ready yet. <laughs> After Struddy's passion about how he does not want hockey back in Atlanta. It, I, I can't believe they're even entertaining the the idea of it. Um, it's it's just a disaster waiting to happen. You've already got one situation that has no end here in, with the Coyotes. 
But I think both Utah, or all of Utah, Houston, Kansas City, and Quebec City are all good options. Better than Arizona. Yeah. Can it get any worse? Atlanta might be the only worse option. Yeah. Great spot to visit. Maybe just not for hockey. Great sports town. Yeah. UGA, Falcons, Braves. I was talking about Hawks. At like Phoenix, but you're right. Atlanta too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Phoenix, very nice place to visit. Schlemko has not. David Schlemko, our uh, usually Wednesday co host, he was on this morning with Kevin. Uh, if you missed any of that, go download uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Um, says people love playing there. It's great. You can kind of live in anonymity, um, you know, golf after practice. Like It's a great place to live and play. Just the uncertainty around the team all the time and uh, lack of fans, etc. Like If the team's good, though, the fans still show up. Remember when the uh, Coyotes went to the conference finals? Mike Smith backstopping them, eventually losing to the uh, cup champion Kings. Like, you're telling me the barn wasn't rocking during that? Yeah. Hey, it, when they're winning. Nothing. But it's also ownership. Nothing, it's not just sells, base. nothing sells better than winning. Yeah. And I, I don't want to put it on the fans. I mean, no. if you put a, a good product, they'll show up. But it, there, there's more to it. Uh, let's quickly scroll through here. Just a J-Mac saying, hey, guys. Oh, tons of them coming in here. As a Bears fan, I have to agree. Hester has to go in. They tried to use him on offense as well a few times, but good corners just had the ability to shut him down. Having said that, they always use always use him as a wideout and never from the slot. But when it came to returns, there was literally no one ever better well-deserved for the induction to the Hall of Fame forthcoming, according to reports. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think end around screens. Get Find ways to get him the ball, and it would work out for you. Uh, Brandon, we talked about the uh, the. NFL Honors finalists, uh, we'll just scroll through them really quickly here. Make our predictions. The AP Most Valuable Player, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak, Prescott, and Brock Purdy. Where is it going? Uh, it will be Lamar Jackson. I think my 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 personal vote, if I had one in a dreamland, a fantasy world, would be that Christian McCaffrey gets the vote for this award, but he will be probably winning the next one I think we're going to talk about, but the MVP will be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, if you have two MVP candidates, you have no MVP candidates. Sure. Nobody says that, but they should. <laughs> but uh, they should. I'll say Lamar Jackson as well. You're talking about Offensive Player of the Year, and I assume we're both throwing Christian McCaffrey here. Uh, I, I think like Tyreek Hill, of course, deserves a lot of consideration, but the the missing the couple games. and uh, Tyreek Hill also probably deserves a little bit more love because you looked what the Dolphins could not do without him in the lineup. But yeah, CMC, my pick for uh, OP uh, of the year. Obviously, if I had him as the MVP, I think he deserves this one too. Yeah, tough to argue about what he was able to do. Um, I, I, there's some other good options, like you said. I think CeeDee Lamb was amazing down the stretch, but I think uh, Christian McCaffrey is probably the way they go. And then you've got the defensive players of the year. And uh, it's an interesting list of the nominees here, uh, some of the usual suspects. But we'll see. Miles Garrett, Michael Parsons, TJ Watt. Max Crosby and Deron Bland, the cornerback. Like we've got all beast of pass rushers and then one corner. Yeah, I, I hate to keep going with the chalk, but uh, like to me, this boils down to between Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. Uh, but then when you actually stack up their stats side by side, TJ Watt was better, and I think every kind of major category. Um, so I, I'll give I'll give this one to him. But uh, both Miles Garrett and I would say even Micah Parsons, uh, very deserving consideration as well. But yeah, I'll go with Watt. Yeah, and I mean, he even missed some time, right? Deron yeah. Bland, though, like nine interceptions, 
the next closest was Geno Stone with seven. And how many did he have returned for touchdowns as well? Six. Like that's unbelievable. I just to be different, I might go that way. And you can text in, tell me he was a liability. He gave up big plays. He also made some game changing plays as well. So uh, just to be different, I might uh, throw that one out there. Uh, the next category we go to, and you might have a firm biased opinion on this one, even if it might be factual. Rookie of the year: Jameer Gibbs, Laporta, Pukanakua, Bijan Robinson. And C.J. Stroud for offensive rookie of the year, it's it's C.J. Stroud for me. Puka Nakua, he set he set records for rookie receivers. Like, but uh, when you look look at the comparison of staff, um, the position that is subjectively harder to play, especially as a rookie, uh, I will give the nod to C.J. Stroud. It's it gives me a lot of hope and optimism as a Texans fan. I hope I just don't end up landing like uh, flat on my face like I did after Deshaun Watson. Gave me similar hope and optimism, but he ended up being a pretty bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to go away from that one. I, I Puka Nakua, look, unbelievable what he did this year, especially coming in as a later round pick. Uh, but CJ Stroud was fantastic. I don't think we've seen a quarterback rookie performance since Justin Herbert. He won the award, uh, so I think CJ Stroud gets it as well on the defensive side of the ball. Will Anderson, uh, top pick for your Houston Texans. After C.J. Stroud, Jalen Carter, Joey Porter Jr., Kobe Turner from the Rams, and Devin Witherspoon of the Seahawks. This is a like Will Anderson Jr. came on so strong at the end of the end of the year. Uh, I it, like I think there's a little bit of recency bias and a lot of the love that he's getting. Jalen Carter was really good for the Eagles this year, uh, even as their defense kind of did the opposite. They kind of slid into oblivion as the year progressed. And Kobe Turner as well. Like this, this one's the probably the most up for grabs. I, I'll default and go with the bias pick and say Anderson Jr. Um, his his impact on the games uh, down the stretch when he was playing compared to when he wasn't was really noticeable. Uh, and of course, that's the team I watched the most and the most attentively. So I get it; it is biased, but I'll I'll stick with my Texans and uh, and give them another one. Yeah, I'm, I'll go Jalen Carter just because I mean I I think it's obvious. I think he's going to win. I think yeah. it's an easy pick. For Carter? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. I, now, feel free to throw that in my face if uh, tomorrow I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I was wrong <laughs> about... Uh, you? <laughs> well, I've been, Me? I've been right sometimes, rarely, but I was wrong about... Who's the suspension yesterday? Brandon, Brandon Dillon. Yeah, I was you like, said was, he shouldn't get a single I'm game. Like, it wasn't even that bad. And you know what? I was on your side. Three games. But in this NHL... We don't want headshots. You can't do that. You can't do that. Comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco, DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Tua Tagovailoa, or Matthew Stafford. My vote here is for Baker Mayfield. I think so, too. Joe Flacco's probably going to win it. Or, or is it still like the odds at the start of the year on comeback player of the year, DeMar Hamlin's going off at like minus 2,000. Yeah. Obviously, it's incredible he played an NFL game again, but he's not an impact player. He was health. Like, is, is it called a healthy scratch in the NFL still? Like, is the same as it in NHL? Did not dress. Did, yeah. yeah. DND. So like he didn't play so much of the year and it wasn't health related. It was that he's just not that good. Incredible that he's out there at all and be able to, to, to be available to play. But Baker Mayfield, man, this guy is a castaway or cast aside. Like, the Browns, first time leading the Browns back to playoffs in God knows how long, wins a playoff game, and then just be like, actually, you know what? See ya. Jets them off to the Panthers. No luck there. The Panthers stink. Rams, Sean McVay kind of puts a little juice in his belly again. And he took the Bucks to a division championship and, uh, and to the playoffs. 
Yeah, this is actually a really good year for comeback player of the year. Like all these guys, I think are deserving. Tua, like, man, it was scary seeing him on the field last year. Stafford and the injury, Baker was just written off. Demar Hamlin, uh, we don't even like it's it's crazy. I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield too because I think he actually had the best success throughout the entirety of this season. Uh, but I don't think there's a bad option here. And then finally, coach of the year: Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryan's, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. I'm going with Kevin Stefanski. Um, how many different quarterbacks won a game for the Browns this year? Changing some game plan, changing some scheme. Uh, both Amari Cooper and David Njoku had great years on an individual level. Their defense was off the charts good as well. But uh, it kind of all starts at the top of the ladder. And, uh, you know, a guy that um, gives orders and, and directs personnel, both with his staff and players. I thought what Kevin Stefanski did this year with the Browns was very, very impressive. And that's, uh, I mean, you want to talk about good uh, good uh, caliber candidates for comeback player of the year. How many, like any one of these guys could win coach of the year and I wouldn't bat an eyelash. Yeah, and I, the coach of the year award, I don't have enough time to say it, but like it's a joke. It, it's <laughs> who surprised you the most. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. So What team was bad and then this year wasn't as bad? So, I mean, I like Kyle Shannon's in the Super Bowl. Best coach, maybe. I'll say D'Amico Ryan's wins, though. Let's take a, a break and when we come back, we'll be the lowdown with low tide. Very cool. Very, very cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you missed it, make sure you check out the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. For Brandon Douglas and Donovan the Intern, I'm Connor Halley. I'll be back on the Jason Greger Show in a couple hours. But up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Make sure you keep it around. Send him a text. First, though, we'll get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com.